When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Orlovsky's the worst. He's just the worst. And he, listen, we all know he does it for effect with some of these takes. We all know, especially the food takes, he almost wants to be disgusting just to get a rise out of us. But when it comes to food, I take it very personally, and I see rice cakes, and I have a visceral reaction to it. That, that's all there is to it, Canty. That's it. Yeah, I'm not about that rice cake life. No. I didn't yeah, know there was I, a rice cake life. I think I think the number on the scale gave me away. Canty <laughs> and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Sirius XM Channel 80. Before we get to a major issue in the NFL, Orlando in Virginia wants to check in off of this. I think the Dallas Cowboys will have a losing record in 2023. Orlando, you're on ESPN Radio, bud. What do you got? Hey, what's going on? Long time listening to y'all guys. Chris, you got to be completely wrong. And you heard it here. Cowboys will win 12 this year. And we can make a bet to Tatiani, your favorite restaurant. Tatiana's in Lincoln Center. All right, I'm with it. I'm with it, Orlando. Now listen, I tell you what, Cow- Orlando, you're, when you're the Cowboys lose. when the Cowboys have a losing record or when they don't win 12 games, I don't need you to go missing. Now I need you to call back into the show and, and take your medicine. That's what I need to happen. Here's the thing, big fella. Every year we see turnover when it comes to the playoff field. So let's go back to 2021. Carlin, do you know from 2021? to 2022, you had six teams in the playoff field in the 21 season that had double-digit wins that didn't make the playoffs in 2022. Mm -hmm. Six. Six teams. Think about that. Six double-digit win teams that didn't make the playoffs in 2022 that made it the year prior. Let me run through the teams for you. The New England Patriots, the Tennessee Titans, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams, which I called, by the way, yep. coming off of a Super Bowl, and the Arizona Cardinals. Six double-digit wins. So damn near half the playoff field. 14 teams made the playoffs. Six of them were double-digit win teams. They didn't go back to the postseason the following year. I'm saying that the Cowboys are more likely to fall into that category than to do something that we haven't seen them do in over two decades. I'll tell you what. Just based on the fact that you did call the Rams last year during the preseason saying they are not going to make the playoffs, if I were a Cowboy fan, I would be a little bit alarmed by hearing this. I think the Dallas Cowboys will have a losing record in 2023. I would be a little bit alarmed. I would be a little bit on edge. I would be wondering, does Canty have the secret sauce? Because all of a sudden, that's got me worried. And Canty makes very fair points. If you notice... This is not just willy-nilly throw it out there like me. He's actually got facts behind it. I've never been interested in facts. He backs them up. (laughs) Facts just get in the way for me. 
They actually support his arguments. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. I was blown away last night by John Mara, the Giants owner, at the meetings out in Arizona. The big discussion, blown under the radar, but man, I think it's very big, is the discussion of Thursday night football flex scheduling. Based on matchups, giving the opportunity days out and make it so that a team that was going to play on Sunday in a particular week moved up. Here's the commissioner, Dell. I don't think we are putting Amazon over players' interests. We've always been looking at the data with respect to injuries and the impact on players. That was drove our decisions uh, throughout the first 12 or so years of Thursday night football uh, and how it's evolved. And I think we have data that's very clear. Uh, it doesn't show a higher injury rate. But we recognize shorter weeks. We, we went through this in COVID, too. We had to have a lot of flexibility in those areas. So those are obviously different circumstances, but we work very closely on that. I hear from a lot of players directly, too. They love the 10 days afterwards. Uh, in fact, they call it a mini-buy. And so there's some benefits on that side. So you have different views. You want to consider all of them. And I'm not, Canty, I'm not even worried about player safety when it comes to this. I'm more worried about quality of play. Mm-hmm. I mean, on those short weeks, we get bad football. We get bad football. How many times this past year do I got to listen to Al Michaels complain about the fact that we are watching an awful game right now? It didn't even necessarily have to do with having bad teams. It had to do with the quality of play. Well, no, it had a little bit to do with having bad teams too, big fella. Like it had that that was that was a part of that thing baked in. I get where you're coming from, and maybe it might not be the best brand of ball, but if you have better teams, which is what the flex scheduling will allow the NFL to do with the Thursday night slate, then I think you'll get a better product in terms of an entertainment standpoint. So I I, I actually love it. As a former player, I used to love playing on Thursdays when I started my career with the Cowboys. Of course, we had a Thanksgiving Day game, and you would have those three days off in. More often than not, the coaches would tell you, we'll see you on Monday after the game. And so you had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to be with your family after a holiday. It was just nice to be able to get that refresher. You check in on Monday, then you have Tuesday off, and then you get back to your regular work week. So I love the idea of you know players being able to have that mini buy. And here's the other thing. When you have a Thursday night game, your coach can't kill you in practice during the week. It's all walkthrough leading up to the game. So... I'm not opposed to this. I think this is a win. It gives us an opportunity to have a better Thursday night matchup, a game that actually means more when it comes down to what's going to happen at the end of the regular season and who's going to be in the playoff field. I'm all for this. I think it's about time that the NFL get on board with this. And let's be honest, with the money that Amazon is paying out for the Thursday night package, this was an inevitability. Okay, but honestly, they knew what they were getting, and this is why I love what John Mayer is saying. It's not just about all of that. It's not just about the money. It's not just about flexing into better games. It's also about the fans. Season ticket holders, the people who fill our stadiums every week. Uh, People 
gotten used to going from Sunday afternoon to Sunday night. That doesn't mean that they like it. This year, um, we can be flexed to Monday night, which I think is really inconsiderate to our activities. But to flex a game back to Thursday night, to me, is just uh, abusive. And I am adamantly opposed to it. Um, I think it, it didn't get, unfortunately, didn't get enough votes uh, today. But we'll probably be revisiting it. And when John Mara says abusive, he's talking about to the fans, not to mm-hmm. the players. And Kenty, it's a great point. No league travels fans like the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell people that have made plans two months out that their game has gone from a Sunday to a Thursday night. Then all of a sudden they can't go. That's a problem. And then for the season ticket holders, you're moving it up from a Sunday to a Thursday night. Like he said... Nobody loves to begin with flexing games to Sunday night from Sunday afternoon, but that happens, and that's that's more than fair. Moving it from Sunday to Thursday really hoses your fan base. Yeah, but where's your bread buttered if you're the NFL? Is it by the fans, buying tickets, or is it by the television networks? It's by the TV networks, but there you go. Fans, so that, those that, fans so that, buying tickets are spending three and four hundred bucks a pop say, now. I'm not saying. Okay, here we go. All right. Listen, you can't you can't serve two masters. All I'm simply saying is if the lion's share of your revenue is generated by television and streaming, that, then that's who you're going to cater to. So but that's why is what all this that is money all about. generated by why is all that money generated by those guys? Because people are watching. People the are people watching. That's a, think about what you said. It costs three, four hundred dollars a ticket to go to a game. Them them people yeah. Most of them, are, they can adjust their schedule. They'll be okay. If you can afford oh, I think on the regular oh, three or oh, no, $400 no, no, no. to go to a game. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. There you are make people the can't eat. No, I disagree with that. 100% disagree with that. That is, that is I got to skip work for two days. That is, I got to change things up completely. And it's not the, the majority of the NFL fans who are going to the games are the people who are putting that money aside. They are not thousand you know they are season, not they're not millionaires going holders, to these games he, he said huh? season ticket holders didn't he yeah yeah the season ticket holders so i mean they they they've got multiple games that they're going to and they're paying out absorbent amount of money so now i'm just supposed to give one of those tickets. games up what are you saying now i'm just supposed to give one of those games up well, you're and not go on a give, thursday night well here's the thing are you giving the game up are you really giving the game up or is it just an inconvenience where you've got to adjust your schedule yet another inconvenience and i'm not going to sit here and say what about the fans what about the fence but honestly at what point do you actually consider the people that are paying that money that are watching on all those streaming platforms that are the reason that you are generating the money whoa, that whoa, you whoa, do whoa, 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 whoa. you can't conflate the two things you can't say the fans that are going to the games and the fans that are watching on the streaming platform they're all the same you people have, you, no but but you have more fans watching on the streaming platforms than are going to the damn games you can't make an argument about it they generate more revenue by people watching in streaming than they do by people going. You can fit 80,000 people into a stadium. You know how many millions of people are watching any given game? I'm aware. What are you talking about? I, I'm aware. But I, I think what you're doing is you're asking your fans, your diehards, your people who, frankly, are planning their falls around no, this no, stuff. Hold on, hold on. Be careful with that. Because there are mean? diehard fans that can't go to games. 
There are diehards that can't afford of to course. go to games. Okay. Of course. So don't sit here and say you're you're alienating the diehards because well, there are some diehard people that they can't afford to go to the games. And you know what? They might actually like the idea of being able to come home after work and watch their favorite team in primetime in a consequential game because it got flexed to a Thursday night. Well, they'd night. be watching it on Sunday afternoon anyway. They'd be watching it on Sunday anyway. But the people, it, listen, all, all I'm saying is exactly this. All of those fans that have planned out traveling, that have done these kind of things, that the season ticket holders, people like that, two weeks out when I've made plans, basically for my entire season, I gotta show, I gotta change things up because the league decides that Amazon and Al Michaels is making seventeen million a year. Let's make sure I don't have to listen to him bitch and moan about what's going on. When is the NFL shown that they care about people? Don't, don't fall into this trap of John Maris sitting on his moral high ground. They don't care about people. When have they cared about the human element of it all? It's they not, haven't. It's not sitting on moral high ground. It's just at least acknowledging it's not good. Uh, uh, at least acknowledging it, but we're going to do it anyway? That makes you feel better? He's they don't care. They opposed. care about they the bottom line. If the bottom line is going to be bigger because Amazon wants better games to improve their ratings based on the amount of money that you're paying for your entertainment product, you know what you're going to do? You're going to inconvenience those few fans that, that, have to, that have made travel plans and that have to change them because of their schedule and because of how the game got moved. That's what you're going to do. And those fans aren't going to like it. They're going to complain about it. But ultimately, they're not going to stop buying tickets because they can't get enough of the NFL. That's what it is. So saying, saying that it's abusive to fans, although it may well be true, it's not going to change the NFL owner's conscience. So let's stop with that. Well, they haven't approved it yet. They're probably going to vote on it again come May. Meanwhile, we've got calls on it. So let's get some people in, get their thoughts at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. John's in Florida up on ESPN Radio. Hey, John, what do you think about this? It's Joe, but that's okay. It's beside the point. When's the last time you guys went to a game as a fan, as a non-worker? Last year. An NFL game. Last year. Okay. Last year. And how brutal and how brutal was it between the TV timeouts that are three and a half minutes long, the the stoppages they are brutal. The in-game experience at the NFL compared to the at-home experience of the NFL is awful. It's hideous. It could not be worse. Ingress takes forever. Park, so on and so forth. Then getting out of the stadium. Is another two hours. God forbid your team lost. It is horrible compared to the at-home experience. Where well, Joe, that's why plays, that must be why can, they're having such a problem selling whatever. tickets. So, Joe, I, so, listen, I don't disagree. Thanks for the call. I don't disagree uh, when you say that the home experience is better than the in-stadium experience because I can run to the bathroom and not wait a half an hour to go. But the the other point is this: if it's so bad. Why are they having, you know, 80000 a week at every game? That, that's what I would argue. Nikki's next on ESPN Radio. Nikki. Hi. How are you, Nikki? I'm good. What do you think? Well, we live two hours south in um, Evansville, Indiana, from Indianapolis, and we've been season ticket holders since 2019. We literally got our tickets um, in the mail, probably seven days before Andrew Luck retired. It's been a roller coaster. <laughs> but anyway, 
my point would be if your team is doing well enough to be flexed on Thursday night and you happen to not be able to go, you should be able to sell those tickets quickly. So that's, that's my only take. Indy is a great game day experience. So to us, it would be kind of exciting. I'm with you, Nikki, and I got to give a shout out to you guys because y'all y'all do it up when it comes to NFL football. That's where I won my Super Bowl, Super Bowl 46. That is a tremendous football town, huge football fans. And, and she makes a great point, big fella. If your team is getting flexed then, then, and they're playing on Thursday night, then they're probably doing well. <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing, just a byproduct of that stuff that I hate about, well, you shouldn't have a problem selling your tickets. It depends on who you're playing, but some of those national teams, I I don't want to sell my tickets because, like, for instance, if I were a Giants fan, I don't want to sell my tickets if they're playing a Cowboys because I know a Cowboys fan's buying. Now you're talking about champagne problems, man, and that's the issue that I have with the crux of your argument. Going to these NFL games, being a season ticket holder is a freaking luxury. It is a luxury. It's not. Most uh, Americans listen, a can't afford people, to do. Most it's Americans, a luxury in that people people do not have. All, can I finish talking? If, most Americans can't afford to do that. And so what the NFL is doing is saying, you know what? We're going to cater to the masses and how they consume our product, which is at home streaming or watching on TV. But and that's people, where we get the majority of our revenue anyway. So do you think it's millionaires who are going to every game? The, the, the eighty thousand were millionaires. Now, see now, 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 now you're now you're being. Well, you're the one who's telling me they can't afford it. Now you're exaggerating. You're the one who's telling me they can't. You think? Let me let me finish, please. You're the one who's telling me that they can't afford it. But I can't tell you how many people I know who have for years set aside a good amount of money to go to games because that's what they do, and that is all of their dispensable income, all of it. So for me, it's not just about, well, if you can go to the games, you must be able to afford it. No, 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 no. A lot of those people make sure that they're not doing other things and sacrifice other things in their life so they can do that. That would be my point. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. A lot of people anxious to weigh in on the NFL Thursday night flex conversation. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Let's hit those calls right now. 888-SAY-ESPN. 
888-729-3776. Antoine in Indianapolis up next on ESPN Radio. Antoine, what's up, bud? Hey, what's up, guys? Just want to let you guys know you guys do a great job. I listen to your show every day at work. Um, Chris, Chris Canty, man, I got to tell you, man, I gotta go against you on the on the on the whole thing about the the, the flex games on Thursday. I kind of I do kind of get it from a business standpoint, but at, at a fan standpoint, so many people move so much stuff around just on the daily to make it to an NFL game, or you know, um, and then not even just the time part. It could be like the financials, people scraping up money to take their kids to see their favorite player or teams. You know what I mean? And that does like throw a big hamper in to the whole fan experience. It makes us feel like we're like we're just an afterthought. No, I hear where you're coming from, and I don't want to be dismissive of the things that people do in order to afford to be able to go to games. But when John Mara talks about abusing the season ticket holders, it's a luxury to be a season ticket holder of an NFL team. And those people are in the major- minority when it comes to the people that consume the NFL product. And in this instance, the NFL is choosing to cater to the majority of fans that consume their product. And the way the majority consumes it is through TV and through streaming. So I understand the inconvenience that a lot of people are going to experience because of flex scheduling, but the NFL is always about the bottom line. It's a bottom line business, and that's all the owners really care about. And if you want to know what decision they're going to make, whatever makes the most money is what makes the most sense from their perspective. Let's hit Mark in Denver next on ESPN Radio. Mark, what do you got? Yeah, I'd like to weigh on this. I'm I'm in Denver, but I'm a huge New Orleans Saints fan. And I go down at least once a year to watch my Saints. I think that that would be horrible. If they're going to flex my game the weekend that I'm in New Orleans, I would be more than upset. Why doesn't the NFL just schedule three teams to play on Monday night, and that way they can show the ones they want? Play schedule three teams to play on Monday night? No, they're not going to do that. They're not doing that. They're not going to do that. Listen, I'll also say this. As somebody that is a fan of a team that is outside where I live, It is, I I try to do that once a year where I'll go to a Steelers game. And when you do it, there are all the other expenses that go with it, whether you're driving there or you're going to fly there, in addition to the hotels, which you book them a a certain amount of time out, probably going to be non-refundable. But we can't sit here and say that's the majority of people. I'm not going to sit there and and say that. I understand that part of it. Mm -hmm. It's not. And that is spending a little extra money that normally you wouldn't necessarily spend. How about Tim? And Well, uh, listen, that's one of those things where, uh, listen, you see it with Cowboy fans all the time. Cowboy yeah. fans travel everywhere. Yeah, Cowboys fans travel, Steelers fans travel, Packers fans travel, 49ers fans travel. Like a, a lot of fan bases travel really well around the National Football League. But here's the thing. When it comes to Thursday night flex scheduling, the teams are going to have at least 15 days notice before the game gets moved. So if you're a fan and you were scheduled to go see your team play on a Sunday game and it turns out that they're being flexed to a Thursday night, you then have two weeks to potentially try to adjust your plans or to offload those tickets. 
I think that that's possible because of the demand of the entertainment product. And as our last caller, Nikki, just said, if your team is being flexed to a Thursday night, that means they're having a pretty damn good season. So you'll probably be be able to move those tickets. So I, I just, it, you know, I get the inconvenience part of it, but saying that it's an abuse when, when it, it feels like that's a bridge too far. Well, it's the owner saying it. I mean, that's why I, I why, where is in all of this then, Chris, where is John Mara's motivation if we're going to sit there and say they care in all of it just about money in the purest form? And I get that. It's what if we have established one thing, it's that NFL owners carry uh, care about money. Yeah, that's more when, than that's when, when you start talking about the, mor- the morality of all of it and how they treat the fans. L- let's go back to how they treated Colin Kaepernick way back when. And yep. I get that this is a little bit different. Think about how they treated Kaepernick back then. And John Mara specifically said, yeah, we probably couldn't do it. And the whole anthem protest, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it just because I get so many fans writing me about how they don't want to see that. And then years later, come to find out, the NFL and John Mara were on the wrong side of that issue when it came to players exercising their right to protest during the national anthem. Yeah, that's listen. all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. When we start talking about the morality of it all, that's when NFL owners lose me because but, I know that's not what they care about. Okay, but John, why do you think? My question for you is, why do you think John Mara is on the opposite side of this? From that standpoint, I don't think. Well, here's the thing: he's going to say that publicly, and he gets to be the one that says, "Hey, I tried to stick up for the fans. I was one of the the people that were a voice for the fans in that room." And the reality is, if they go ahead and push this through, it will solely be about the money, and it will be the majority of the owners. Tim, Jersey, next ESPN Radio. Tim, what do you got? Hey guys, I also want you to think about it from an operational standpoint. A team just had a, a game on Sunday. Right, you have to be able to get the food there. You have to change um, the staffing and the operations. A lot of these, a lot of these teams. I'm a season ticket holder at MetLife Stadium. They have third-party operation staff that come and run their concessions. You got to get the state troopers out there to change their schedule for security. It's a, it's already a, uh, an operational nightmare. Yeah, now here's the problem, though. You, 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 you know, got this 15 as well as days. Argument. That's not the you argument. You got two weeks. That's not the argument. That's not the argument. They're going to, because this is then a thing, those folks, meaning NFL owners, have enough power to get all of that done without a problem. Yeah, but Carlin, it's not as if you're playing on Sunday and you find out you've been flexed to play that Thursday. Yeah. That, that's not what's happening. Yeah. No, you have two with- weeks. They have to give you at least 15 days under the current proposal. The staffing of it is not the argument. The argument is. For the fans who go out there and make all of their plans and base their seasons around it and and do everything they can to go to these games, then you're changing it up on them a couple of weeks in advance. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I really feel for the fan that can only afford to go to one game and they're traveling into town to see their team and that game two weeks in advance gets flexed. I feel for that fan. I really do. Because that's a hell of an inconvenience and it's a letdown. But that ain't the majority of fans going to games. That's not. Those people are in the minority, as you pointed out. And what the NFL is doing is they're choosing to cater to the majority of the people that consume their entertainment product. And the majority of the people that consume their product 
can't afford to be season ticket holders. They got to watch on their couches by streaming or on cable network or television network. That's well, what they're doing. All right, but let's also not pretend that it's just, oh, we're going to take care of the majority of our fans. No, we're going to take care of our partner that paid us a billion dollars a year for 18 games. That's what that is. I mean, that's what that is. I'm yes. not arguing. I'm not arguing with you on that, but that's why the, that's why those television networks are willing to pay out the kind of money that it takes in order to get the licensing to broadcast those games. Why? Because you got millions upon millions watching at home, as opposed to tens of thousands that are watching in the stadium. Well, let's get together and agree on one thing. What's that? What do we like to do? We like to make people money. Just like we did last night. Hello. And we're going to do it again. Play of the night on the way next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Let me just say this. Shame on you. Shame on you if you were not on board last night because you are, well, let's just call it what it is, poorer today than you would have been. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Last night's play of the night, which was the Warriors minus eight, tied in with a little same-game parlay, under 234, and Steph Curry over 27.5 points, cashed out at a plus 675. You know what that is? That's a payday. Oh, yeah. That's a payday, my friend. So let's get to tonight. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Now, we are planning on playing for tonight's game between the Mavericks and 76ers, which, by the way, follows us here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app with Mark Kestisher and Tim Legler. We're planning on playing this game. Problem is, Canty... We don't have official word yet on Joel Embiid and James Harden, so we don't have them available or any other Sixers available on Caesar Sportsbook yet for a same-game parlay. We got the Sixers laying five points mm-hmm. against the Mavericks. Okay. Are we jumping on that? Yes. Uh, Over-under, 231.5. Over-under, 231.5, Sixers-Mavericks. Mm, I'm going to go under. Under. 
Under. Okay. Do you want to stop there, or do you want some of the Mavericks numbers? What are the Mavericks numbers? Uh, Luka over 30 and a half in mm-hmm. terms of points. Kyrie, 23 and a half. Reggie Bullock, seven and a half. Um, rebounds, Kyrie, four and a half. Luka, seven and go, a half. I'll go over on points with Kyrie. Over 23 and a half points for Kyrie. Yeah, the last time he dropped 42 on the Sixers in March 2nd. Okay, so it is Sixers minus five, under 231 and a half. Kyrie over 23 and a half, plus 515. I like plus it. Plus 515. I like it. I would write that down only if you're interested in money. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out later on tonight on ESPN TV Kevin Durant returns my friends three and out is brought to you by Union Pacific get your career on track with Union Pacific Railroad apply at up.jobs slash sports so Durant's back against the Timberwolves later on tonight 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN can't he I think this is going to be so easy for him to slide back in, considering he has the most adaptable game, I think, when it comes to fitting in with new players. Well, listen, they're going to have to fit in in a hurry because you're talking about them having, what, a week and a half to get this thing in good shape and feeling good about it before they go into the playoffs. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's important. I absolutely think it's important for Kevin Durant to hit the ground running. And this is – a pretty good matchup for him because you're talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves team that's going to be feisty and, and try to fight their way into the playoffs. They've won four straight games and they've beaten three teams that are in the playoff picture by doing it. So, yeah, I think this is a good game to kind of gauge where Kevin Durant is at and for us to get an honest look at what this team could be offensively in the postseason. Canty NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said today there has been progress made toward a new CBA and can foresee potential new deal being agreed upon between now and Friday night's deadline to opt out of the current agreement. Again, it reinforces what the relationship has been like between the Players Association and Adam Silver since he took over. Yeah, I mean, listen, Adam Silver wants to toe that line in terms of making sure he maintains a good relationship with the players. But I got to imagine that there are a lot of NBA owners that don't like how everything has gone down over the last decade or so with that CBA in place. Mm. It hasn't been great with the load management and players sitting out and more specifically players being able to dictate their own movements, especially after they exercise their rights with supermax contracts, i.e. what we saw with Kevin Durant. I I, got to imagine that there are a lot of NBA owners that don't like the current state of affairs in terms of how much power NBA players wield. Finally, Canty, uh, NBA teams not necessarily fighting hard out West just to get to the sixth seed and stay out of the play-in. No, 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 no. They want to get to the sixth seed because they want to play the Kings. Here's Brian Windhorst earlier today on First Take. For the first time in 20 years, the first time in however long Steph's played 15 years, these guys want the sixth seed. It's important because, number one, you avoid the play-in. Number two, with all due respect to the Kings fans and Kings Nation who are about to have a big game night tonight, the Kings are the mark. 
The Kings are stuck in the three seed. That's where they're going to finish. The Kings are the mark. All of these teams smell weakness on the Kings, not only because they haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years, but because they're not a good defensive team. And if you're the Warriors who's planning on a long playoff run, they love the idea of being able to drive in the first round series. That's an advantage. The Warriors want the six. I love the fact that we're calling him the mark. It's like when you, sit, <laughs> when you sit down at the poker table, if you can't figure out who the idiot is in 10 minutes, you're the idiot. There is no doubt about it. And I hate it for the Kings because it, it, it discounts what they've been able to accomplish this year and about to end the longest playoff drought in North American team sports. I mean, it's been 16 years since they've been in a postseason. And what they're likely in store for is an early exit based on the potential matchups that they'd have to deal with. Uh, Canty, I uh, listen. I feel great for them. They don't defend anybody. No, I mean they—they they not just, even a little bit. They have no interest in it. Let's get up and down. It's Ricker. It's Rucker Park. I mean, it's it's amazing. I am excited to see Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox in the postseason, though. Yes, I do think De'Aaron Fox is exceptionally underrated. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.